0: Dynamic and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome
1: to Positive Living the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change.
2: All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers.
1: Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to
3: Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be with Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. We are here every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can call us at 800 335 Five two zero four on Mondays. Uh, this show has been on the air. We're now in year four, three years. I came onto Voice America kind of at the beginning of internet radio, and I really believe in it. And I've also been doing uh, terrestrial radio for nine years. And my program's always been positive people and positive living because I do believe that you can have the kind of life you want. And I bring the experts on to talk about that. And today is certainly no exception. My guest is Alan Seeley, who is a teacher, singer, author, and life coach. He's been on the teaching faculties of many conferences and retreats throughout the United States and Canada, and he's also a solo recording artist. And his website is www.alanseley.com, A-L-A-N-S-E-A-L-E.com. His new book is Soul Mission, Light Vision, Recognize Your True Gifts and Make Your Mark in the World. Welcome, Alan.
2: Thanks very much. It's great to be here.
3: Is it Sealy or Seal? Seal. Sorry.
2: That's all
3: right. Okay, (laughs) Seal. All right. um, One of the things that we talked about on break that we want to talk about is you have something very unusual in your book. There are a lot of books about mission and goals and getting what you want what's so unusual about your book is that you actually have a manifestation wheel for whatever it is that you're looking for and you you help people go through a process a nine-step process through this wheel where they can really identify if what they have is what they want or if what they're doing is what they want and we talked about different areas like having enough money about your health and about relationship and i think we said that so we're all in relationship, whether it's relationship to our job, relationship to a significant other, relationship with a spouse, relationship with children, with parents, with grandchildren, with friends. So why don't we take a look at, first of all, how you develop this process, and then let's let listeners go through this process as we look at relationship through your soul mission and vision.
2: Great, great. Well, the manifestation wheel is actually... Um... Adapted from the medicine wheel of the Lakota Indians, which was their ancient tool for manifestation, and the whole idea of this the medicine wheel is that, as you go through the eight uh, houses is there if you think of them sort of like it looks like an astrological wheel, so you have the houses of an astrological wheel well here there are eight houses of the manifestation wheel or medicine wheel, and each house represents a different aspect of that manifestation process, primarily the journey that you must take inside uh, in your inner being in order to create the conditions for manifestation to happen. It's important to recognize that manifestation is not about making something happen, but rather about setting up all the conditions uh, in which then it, to invite whatever that is that you're wanting to manifest, Mm -hmm. into being, to allow it to unfold. And, in fact, it will very often unfold in a much more incredible way than you had ever imagined (laughs) and would happen if you were busy trying to make it happen in a very specific way, you know.
3: Now, that's my question. So if you're fighting something, whether it's the relationship or you're you're fighting the job, then it's going to be harder for you to manifest it even if you use the wheel, correct? Doesn't it have to be a willingness here to want to make it happen?
2: Absolutely there has to be and a willingness to to start to work with the energy a willingness to step into uh possibilities
3: whether it's going to work or not but at least to go into it
2: Exactly Exactly. You know, it's one of the things when I'm coaching clients um, who really desperately want to leave their job, one of the things we have to work on first is you have to make peace with your job before you can leave it, or therefore you're going to just go someplace else and create the same situation again. Mm-hmm. So what is it that was not working there? We have to resolve that and make peace with that. So now you can step into the new position uh, fresh and clean and really connected to your soul and living in alignment with your soul, uh, moving into a position uh, in alignment with your soul so that. Uh, everybody's happy. <laughs> Everything moves, in a so way. so when
3: you say make peace with it, whether it's in a job or whether it's in a relationship, you mean to let it go and forgive it, or do you mean to be okay with it? What do you mean, Alan?
2: To make peace with it is. Uh, to move into the place where you 're no longer fighting against it, Got that it. you can accept it exactly as it is you mm-hmm. don 't have to like it. you can just accept that that 's where it is now, from that sort of neutral place, if you will, mm. I can make really clear choices about where mm-hmm. I want to go but mm-hmm. if i 'm in reaction to it, then i can 't make any really clear choices
3: mm. okay all right let 's um Well, we don't have too much time before the break. Do you want to, should we, i tell you what, why don't we come back for the next segment and really work with this. Okay. But in the meantime, let me ask you about something else before we break, and that is that you can apply what you're talking about to a health challenge so that if something's going on in your body and you don't feel well, you can actually ask your body about this. Tell us about that
2: absolutely and it's it's actually not even just a health challenge it's really about anything in life because your body has a lot of answers for for any kind of situation that you you notice, you know, in situations, how you start to feel something in your body, you feel tension, or maybe you start to have stomach cramps, or maybe your knee hurts or whatever, uh, in relationship to something. I mean, I used to notice that when there was some place I really didn't want to go, I would suddenly get a stomach ache. Well, what's mm-hmm. that about? You know, but when I went to my stomach and started asking it, it would tell me exactly why I didn't want to go to that and mm-hmm. what that was about and what I was resisting or avoiding or didn't want to deal with or whatever. So the key is when you start to feel those symptoms in your body uh, is to recognizing whether they're physical or emotional symptoms is to go right to that place in your body and say, it's okay, what do you need to say to me? Just tell me your story because that part of your body will then tell you, What's really going on there? Now, if it's a physical issue, it may tell you something about the physical aspect of it, and it may not. So it doesn't mean you don't need to go to your medical professional in whatever way you work and have that checked out. But it will usually tell you what's going on emotionally that is feeding that particular illness or that particular challenge and give you some insight into what you need to do on a personal level beyond going to your doctor or natural naturopath or whatever, um, it's not going to be fixed just from the outside. It's got to go from the inside as well mm-hmm. and address whatever that is that's coming up in your body that's asking you for some attention.
3: But you've got to be able to know how to ask the question and to hear the answer.
2: You know, we make that a lot harder than it really is that when you will just settle into a quiet place and open your heart and your mind and ask a question, you're going to start getting answers. Mm -hmm. We tell ourselves a lot of stories about what we can and can't do. But when we're willing to just open to the possibility that, well, but what if I could get an answer? Mm -hmm. Then there it comes, Mm -hmm. you know.
3: All right, we're going to take a break. Fascinating. My guest is Alan Seal. His new book is Soul Mission, Life Vision, Recognize Your True Gifts and Make Your Mark in the World. His website is alanaseale.com. Alan Seal is a teacher, singer, author, and life coach. He's been on the teaching faculties of many conferences and retreats throughout the United States and Canada. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. When we come back, you can certainly give us a call at 888-335-5204. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Information you need, when you need it, voiceamerica.com.
3: This is Dr. Pat Basili, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Trader's Coach, Robin Dane, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Trader's Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. The Defendant. Having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term
0: of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson. Every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com.
3: everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power. The Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why my program is here. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. We are here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can call us at 888-335-5204. You can log on to raskinresources.com for a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and the shows are archived on my site and on Voice America's site as well. My guest today is Alan Seal. His new book is Soul Mission, Life, Vision, Recognize Your True Gifts, and make your mark in the world. Alan Seal is a renowned teacher, singer, author, and life coach, and has traveled all over the United States and Canada, and has done many, many conferences and seminars. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks a lot. All right, let's talk about this Manifestation Wheel. We're going to talk about the whole idea of making a relationship work, no matter what relationship it is and asking yourself the right questions so you know that you're on the right track. So let's go through the process of the manifestation wheel.
2: Great. So the first uh, house, when we come in, because we're working on it with a tool that's based in the Native American tradition, uh, we're we're working also with the four directions, which have different elements and and, uh, significances. And so as we move around the wheel, there's sort of the energy of those four directions. In the Native American traditions, if you do a sweat lodge or any kind of ceremony, you always enter the ceremonial space from the east. And so that house of intention is in the east. We come in there. And this first house is all about stating your intention clearly. What is it that you're wanting to manifest here? And it's important to, again, just to to come back into language a little bit. When you say when you want to make that relationship work, um, if you're coming into the wheel wanting to make the relationship work, it's probably going to backfire. But if you can come into the wheel saying, this is my desire. This is what I want. I would love for this relationship to blossom and to go where it needs to go. Okay, now we're, we're moving into a place where the wheel can work for us. Because the wheel is not about um, uh, manipulation of something, to make something happen. It's very much about creating all the conditions and the circumstances mm-hmm. in which then things can come into place. Mm-hmm. So we come into this first house of intention, and you state that intention. I really want this relationship to be wonderful and healthy and loving and full and whatever that is and, uh, that you're, you're wanting here. And then other aspects of this house are, number one, being willing to fully acknowledge where the relationship is right now. Be really honest with yourself. Maybe the relationship is pretty good. You just want it to really be incredible. Or maybe the relationship is in real trouble. Are you willing to acknowledge where it is right now? Because unless you can be really honest about where it is, then you can't move forward. You have to know where your starting place is. Mm-hmm. Another aspect,
3: and, and, and let me say one thing about when you said, you know, ask for it to go where it needs to go. Sometimes it may blossom and go where it needs to go, and it may not be where you thought it was going to be. Exactly. It may not end up in that same, whether it's intimacy or no matter it is, but it could end up in another good place.
2: Exactly. And that's if you will trust the wheel, the wheel will will take you into a place of fully understanding where that relationship is wanting to go, what's really needing to happen there, what is the best for everyone concerned, and also help you move into a place of being at peace with that. Mm -hmm. So here in this first house, it's also about really uh, being willing to accept your responsibilities in this relationship and in this journey that you're taking with the relationship and being willing to uh, recognize where you might need to shift some paradigms or some beliefs or some assumptions Mm -hmm. because we assume a lot of things. Right. Um, Are you willing to grow and to stretch yourself and to uh, challenge some of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and and move into another place? Because as we put this relationship on the wheel, the wheel is going to call you out to step into being the best person that you can possibly be and call forth this relationship to be the best that it can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And it may look exactly like you think it should look, and it may not, but trusting that process as you go mm. along. That it's really going to take you to mm. what the energy, the best, the greatest potential of that relationship is. The wheel's going to take you there.
3: And I, and, I, and I want to say something because I think where so many of us get in trouble, no matter who the relationship is with, is that, as you said, we have this preconceived notion that it's got to work in a certain way, and then when it doesn't, then we, we put all these roadblocks on it, and maybe you're stopping it from being in a different place.
2: Exactly. It's so important to be able to walk in, in a sense, with, without uh, such a specific kind of agenda. It's like when you walk into a meeting and you've already decided how that meeting is supposed to come out, and then it doesn't come out that way, you leave the meeting still trying to make it fit into your Mm -hmm. vision, when in fact Mm -hmm. maybe something much more incredible is trying to happen there.
3: That's very, very helpful. And very easy to understand and very hard to do, Alan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's basically the first house. It's being willing to state that intention really clearly and claim your role in it and, and be, accept your responsibility in the journey.
3: Okay, number 2.
2: So then we move into the second house of peace. And this is so important because number 1, you have to make peace with where the relationship is right now. This is we're not talking about you have to like it or not like it. We're just saying you've got to be able to move into a neutral place with it, into a peaceful place with it. I can accept where it is. And now let's see where we can take it. Let's but it's it's like you've got to be able to accept what what is right now. Then you also must this this house asks you, um, when this relationship is where you think you want it to be, uh, how is your life going to be different? And are you at peace with that? Is that okay? Because, you know, so often in relationship, we think that we want something, and then we get that in a relationship, and then we realize... I'm not so peaceful with this. This is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. So here in this second house, we start to get to that place of let's look into the future a little bit. The fourth house is going to take us there a lot more. But here in the second house, we have to be peaceful with this outcome that we say that we want. It also calls us in this house to look at is there any place in my life that I'm not at peace? Because even though you may say that has nothing to do with my relationship, Any place in your life that you're not at peace is draining energy from this project. Mm -hmm. And so the first couple of times that you put any project on the wheel, the first couple of times you work around the wheel, you're going to clear out a lot of things in your life, which then make each successive project that you put on the wheel, it keeps getting easier and easier and easier because you've, you've done your work. You've cleaned out your stuff, you know. Gotten rid of the things that aren't working anymore. Gotten rid of the blocks and the resistance. So in the second house, it's about I have to be at peace. It has to. I have to feel like this relationship is. You know, we kind of jumped in this interview. We've gone straight to the manifestation wheel, which is part four of the book Soul Mission Life Vision, skipping over identifying your soul mission and creating vision and all that. But whatever this is that you're wanting to manifest in your life, this relationship. Is it in alignment with your soul mission? Is it in harmony with who you really are, your essence? That's another big question here in this second house. And if it's not, then do I need to look back to the first house and adjust my vision of what I think this relationship should be, what it's calling me to, um, or you know, what adjustments do I need to make here in order to bring me and who I am at my essence and this relationship into alignment with one another, into harmony with one another? Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
3: hmm it it does now this whole thing about where i am the relationship in a sense no matter who it's with may not um interfere with that, and may not support it, it may just be an adjunct to it. Do you understand what I'm saying there?
2: An adjunct to?
3: To, for example, I have a life mission and a life purpose and a life goal, mm-hmm. and I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do it, and I'm able to do it clearly. Mm-hmm. Now, whoever that relationship with is, whether it's significant other or parent or child, they're very important to me, and I love them dearly, but they're they're allowing me and supporting me to do this, what I'm doing but they don't come in exactly to it. I don't know if I'm making sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's not it, uh, the, the the big question is here where this would really get in your way is when you recognize if I really enter fully into this relationship, there's something here about the dynamic of that that does not allow me to live my soul mission. Got it. Okay. Now okay. I'm in trouble.
3: Okay. Okay. So if it's if it's enhancing who you are and your being and almost watering your plant, so to speak, yes. so that you can do your soul mission. That's right. Then then you've got something.
2: Yes. Absolutely. It
3: may just be being there pouring water on you rather than being in there doing it with you.
2: Yes, they don't have to be doing it with you, but they need to be supporting you and loving you and holding you in a wonderful space for you to live who you truly are. And you need to be able to do the same for them.
3: Very important because I think that many times in relationships, Alan, we get into the codependence where you really think the person's supposed to be in there with you. Yes. And and they may not
2: have to be. Yes, and another aspect, you know, of codependence, I, I describe codependence is I'll keep you from having to feel that if you'll keep me from having to feel this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> And we get into all kinds of trouble mm-hmm. here. So this, this second house, especially if we're talking about relationship, really is looking at how do we mutually support one another and call forth one another to be who we are at our absolute mm-hmm. best. And mm-hmm. if that relationship is not doing that, then there's something we have to look at. Something's not in harmony here.
3: Okay, so All right, let's see, we still have time Go ahead, number three
2: Okay, number three, the third house is energy And this house is where you step into The passion, your passion for This relationship And uh, the bringing up the energy for it The brainstorming, masterminding of Okay, if, if we have this particular challenge Then how are ways that we can address that What is it we need to talk about around this um, How is it that we could Seek some help here What do we need to be doing to really enhance our relationship Do we need to uh, go way on a vacation together just to have some time alone because we're so busy we don't really have time together Mm -hmm. whatever it is in this third house it's not about um it's not about making an action plan yet we don't do that till the sixth house but here it's just sort of like brainstorming masterminding just a totally unbridled let the ideas fly you know of all kinds of things that are coming up here and this house Mm -hmm. also calls you to look at what is it that I maybe need to let go of in order to create some space here? Mm-hmm. Because maybe I'm not creating any space for this relationship in my life, even though I say I really want it there. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about bringing up the energy and on setting up the energetic conditions mm-hmm. for this relationship to be able to unfold.
3: Okay, question. Would this fit in? Let's say that, it, and this happens so often in relationship where we don't always talk about what's going on and then we let it build up. Mm-hmm. If, then, the energy comes in where the discussion is there, there may be issues, there may be challenges, but the the energy is there to discuss it and at least to talk about it. Isn't that part of the energy?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And a real key for you here is when you start to, when you're recognizing what the challenges are and you realize, I don't have any energy or any passion for resolving this. Got it. That's telling you a lot right there about, do you really want to be in this relationship? Got it. Okay. Or maybe you have lots of energy and passion for it, but the other person doesn't, and mm-hmm. you're both going to have to be engaged here in order to make this work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you see at each step of the way, mm-hmm. you're getting more clues and more indication as mm-hmm. to yes, 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 we really have to move ahead with this or right. you know what? Maybe maybe I'm trying to make something happen that's just really not to be.
3: Mm. And I think a point that I'd love you to clarify here is that I think that so many times in our culture, you know, it's like, don't fight and don't talk it out and just go along your merry way. And really what I'm hearing and what I also believe is sometimes you have to dig deep and the two people have to passionately discuss these tough issues. But if you're doing it, there is energy there, is what you're saying.
2: Absolutely. Because
3: otherwise, you just one of you would say, I've had it. Bye.
2: And it's really important to recognize and learn how, and this is part of the Peace House as well, but to learn how to disagree or to have differing opinions, right. But that doesn't mean you have to fight. Mm-hmm. It just means you have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it can be a passionate conversation. I mean, the more passionate it gets, it's just showing you how much you care about it. And actually, yeah. when you get really angry with one another, you wouldn't get really angry if you didn't really care about each other. And so Mm -hmm. when that anger comes up, I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously you don't want to live in the anger in your relationship, but when it comes up, recognize it as a passion that's needing to find its home here Mm -hmm. and listen to that passion. Step back from the anger and say, wait a minute, what's this energy really trying to tell me? There's something very important that's Mm -hmm. trying to come through here. Mm
3: -hmm. Very good. Very good. You know, I have to tell you, Alan. I've I've done so many interviews on this kind of subject, but you're saying this in a very, very different way. That's much more. um, It's so much deeper. I think that we get so involved in the psycho babble and the therapy that we often miss what's really underneath and the real energetic piece of this.
2: Absolutely. You know, everything, I'm doing a lot of work with bringing together quantum physics and spirituality and relationship and life and leadership right now, and and, and when you recognize in the quantum world, everything is just vibrating energy. Mm -hmm. Therefore, with whatever we want to work with in our lives, we will get there the fastest and the most efficiently when we're willing to drop right down to that pure energy place and work from there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're fixing symptoms.
3: Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, we have time, I think, for the fourth one.
2: Okay, when we go into the fourth house, it's the house of guidance. And here, we're asking spirit, God, consciousness, your higher self, your soul, whatever language you want to use around that. I try not to get caught in a box around that. Um, but asking to be shown, what is my life going to look like when this is fully manifest? And so we go there, we look at the future, we remember the future in a sense, and then Ask it to show us the path to there. Now, there are two really important things here. One is you get to see the picture, and, in fact, it will probably be a much bigger picture than what you originally were trying to hold as your intention. Mm -hmm. But secondly, you might see the outcome and say, you know what, that's not really what I had in mind. I don't think that is what I want. And so now we go back to that first house again. You know, One of the things about the manifestation wheel as a tool, it is circular. At the end of each house, we have to go back and check into every house we've been in before to say, has anything changed? Has anything shifted here? If I hear in this, in this fourth house, I see that picture of where the relationship is headed, I might not be at peace with that. i got to go back to the second house and do some more work there. Mm-hmm. You see an the second
3: house being again the peace,
2: yes, mm-hmm. or maybe I have to go back to the first house of intention, and i 've got to say, "Wow, I thought I wanted it to look like this, but I need to change my intention mm-hmm. a little bit because mm-hmm. where that energy is headed in, in on the path that i 'm on right now." is that's that's ultimately not what I want. So that fourth house is guidance, it's asking to be shown what's it gonna look like when this is all fully in place, when this relationship is really is really there. And, and
3: also like it may change. And so be open to change. Exactly. All right, we're gonna take a break. My guest is Alan Seal. His new book is Soul Mission, Life Vision. Recognize your true gifts and make your mark in the world. His website is alanseale.com, A-L-A-N-S-E-A-L-E. Alan Seale is a leadership business and life coach and a nationally recognized speaker and educator. He's an interfaith minister, musician, and award-winning author whose most recent book, as I said, is Soul Mission, Life, Vision. When we come back, um, we're going to talk more about this manifestation wheel and how you can get what you want out of life by really understanding the energetics of it and your life purpose and your mission as well. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to voiceamerica.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
0: The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard's Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard's Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard's Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America
1: Radio Network. A touch of
0: bullhorn truth, a dash of pop culture lesson, and a pinch of spiritual quest. Dirty Little Secrets with Mike Foster and Craig Gross is an eyebrow raising discussion of today's hot topic issues in our cultural landscape. Two of the most engaging, if irreverent, men of the clock to ever take religious vows presents hard hitting interviews with special guests, call ins, traffic and weather with Junior and Rob, and their special questions you can't ask your mama segment. Broadcasting every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, Dirty Little Secrets will shock you and school you, move you and rock you, no matter what you think about sex, free speech, and the Almighty. whether Jesus really does love porn stars as much as he loves pastors. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone,
3: we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Again, I always say that Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And I do, and that's why I'm here. I believe the Internet is such a strong communicator and of such important knowledge, and that's what voiceamerica.com does, and that's what this program, Positive Living, does. My guest today is Alan Seal, the author of the new book, Soul Mission, Life Vision, Recognize Your True Gifts and Make Your Mark in the World. Alan Seal is a leadership, business, and life coach, He's a nationally recognized speaker and educator, an interfaith minister, a musician, and an award-winning author. Welcome back,
2: Alan. Thanks so much.
3: Alright, we're talking about this, this, this wheel, this manifestation wheel, and how you put, right now we decided to work on relationship, because everybody's in some kind of relationship, whether it's with a sibling, a parent, a spouse, a significant other, a child, a job. So we're plugging in how we, how we live this to the fullest. And we are now on, Step number five of this
2: wheel. Yes, so we go into the house of empowerment. And uh, this house is so important because you're asking questions like, how is this relationship empowering me to be the best that I can be? and empowering the other person to be the absolute best that they can be, to live to their full potential, to my full potential. And so we're really looking at that. It's also looking at nurturing. How does this relationship nurture me, and how does it nurture the other person? And it's important here to look at a real definition of nurture, because, you know, we talked about codependence a little while ago. It's very easy to uh, get caught up in and thinking that you're nurturing somebody when in fact you're really just in a codependent relationship. Nurturing is all about holding a space and calling forth someone else to be their, to live their greatest potential, not who you think they should be, but who they open up and become when they are truly living from their soul. And so th- does this, this relationship, is it nurturing you both to live and be the, the best that you are in this world? It's uh, looking at this relationship in terms of is, it, is there any way in which it's causing harm to anybody, whether it's the two of us in the relationship or anyone else involved. Do I like who I'm becoming In this relationship? Do I like who the other person is becoming through this relationship? It's all these kinds of questions here in this fifth house that are, um, it's sort of, you know, there's a lot about this manifestation wheel that's about sort of like get real, get free, you know? It's Mm -hmm. like let's get really honest here about what's the truth. I once did a, a workshop with a guy who said, you know, every two or three months you need to have a do not kid yourself day. Well, this manifestation wheel is a real kind of do not kid yourself tool. It's about let's get really clear and honest so that we can strip away all pretense. We can strip away assumptions. Let's get to what's real here in terms of, the The alignment the connection to our souls, and live from that truth of who we are mm. Right. And that's so number that, six. that's the fifth house. The sixth house now finally we come to an action plan. Now in a relationship, an action plan is a little bit different than if you're saying, you know, I want to start a new company or I want to to buy a new house or whatever, where there are going to be very clear sort of action steps in a project like that. Whereas in relationship, it's not necessarily going to be the same kind of action plan, but definitely here in relationship, you're you're looking at what is the plan for us to be able to move forward together is a part of the plan that we're going to uh, start to work with this particular relationship therapist or is a part of the action plan that you know what we need to create one night a week that belongs to just us that we that we hold that sacred there's nothing else that interferes with that or is a part of the plan that uh, that we're going to have uh, um, our breakfast together every morning or that you know whatever it is that you need to be working on is a part of the plan of here's an issue that we really have to create time for, and it's not just about having one conversation. It's about really creating the space in our lives to sit down in this issue and address it from a place of open heart, a place of love, a place of non-defensiveness, and just be with one another, honoring the truth of one another in how we move forward. So in relationship, what is the kind of action plan you need to create for yourselves moving forward?
3: Mm. All right, seven
2: Seven, then, is surrender. Now, this house is so important because we talk a lot in the Manifestation Wheel about co-creation. In relationship, you are co-creating that together, but you're also co-creating it with the relationship itself. Because in relationship between two people, there are actually three entities. There's each person and there's the third entity, which is the relationship itself. And that relationship has its own energy, its own agenda, if you will. It's, It's here in your lives for a particular reason. This relationship is here to take you to a certain place together to teach you both lessons to uh, engage your hearts and your souls in, in different ways. And so in this seventh house, once you've sort of like done all the things you can do, you've you've made your action plan, you've put it into motion, um, you've you've done everything that you can do in the seen world, if you'll if we can say in the physical world way, then you have to just surrender to it. You must surrender to your soul and let it carry you. You must surrender to the relationship itself and let it carry you. Surrender to spirit, to God, consciousness, whatever your concept of that is. And here's where we get into the really powerful co-creation because we tend to think about surrender. As being a very passive process. That's how we think of surrender in the West. When you move into the Eastern traditions, they understand sur- surrender in a very different way because surrender is actually where you become engaged on a whole other level. I think of it like a relay race. If you're running that relay race, you've got the baton in your hand and you're going, and you get to the certain point where then you pass off that baton to spirit, to your soul, to consciousness, whatever your, the unseen world is. And then things start to happen. The synchronicities happen things happen in the unseen world but at a certain point spirit's going to hand that baton back to you now it's your turn to run with it again you have to work with it and you keep passing back and forth until at a certain point and this might happen very very quickly all within a couple of hours even that you realize you're running along and you're holding on to one end of the baton and spirit or the unseen force is holding on to the other end of the baton and amazing things are happening And you just follow that synchronicity. So it's a surrender into the guidance, a surrender into being carried here. Surrender to your soul. Well, I find you know this is a slightly different subject, but when I teach workshops or when I'm doing coaching sessions or even right here on this call, I'm just surrendering to the energy of what's wanting mm-hmm. to happen on the call and ride it, see where it wants to take us. Because, of mm-hmm. course, before you called, I had no idea what we were going to talk mm-hmm. about, something related to this book. But it's when you will ride that energy, fantastic things happen. Mm-hmm. So that's really the seventh house is being willing to just ride the energy, surrender to it here.
3: And ask God for help if you need it.
2: Ask for help, absolutely. Know that you're being held. You know that the first law of the universe is the law of mentalism, which says everything exists within the mind of God's spirit consciousness. And the mind of God's spirit consciousness exists within everything. Mm-hmm. You are a human manifestation of an aspect of God. Who is your God self? Call it forth here. Live from that place.
3: Home. And, and Alan, the if you, place. if in that place you need help with any of the other steps, ask for it.
2: Ask for it. Ask for it. It's right there. It's right there. It's within you, and it's all around you. It's right, right there. Okay. The so next the, one, the eighth, now. House, the, the eighth house is legacy, and this is—it's uh, in this house. You know, in the Native American traditions, uh, there's the saying: "In all of your deliberations, consider the seventh generation." This house is just calling us to say: In this case of relationship, what's the impact that? our relationship is having on those to come. Now, we can get caught in thinking that's just about do we have children or not and what's the impact on our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and so forth, but let's move that into a much bigger picture. In the realm of just relationship within our global consciousness, what is the legacy that I'm creating within consciousness about relationship Mm -hmm. by how I am living this relationship? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most amazing things about the manifestation wheel because as you move around through the eight houses, if you notice, the energy keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more expansive. Mm -hmm. And so you recognize who you are in the world and your impact in the world as a part of consciousness.
3: So the last one is is the relationship. Is, is well, legacy. the legacy.
2: Legacy. What is the legacy that we're living there? It's sits the eighth house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the time you have moved all the way around here, I can promise you, things are happening in your relationship.
3: <laughs> right. And when you say legacy, you you're saying, what am I leaving for myself and for future generations? It's,
2: uh, for for both, for future generations, for the consciousness. In uh, what am I? As we are living in a very intentional way in this relationship, Mm -hmm. as we are engaged in a more enlightened process of relationship, Mm -hmm. we are creating a space now for everyone in the world to move into a more enlightened Mm -hmm. place with a relationship. Mm -hmm. We become an example for others to follow.
3: It's like when every time we do an act of kindness, we don't yes. realize what we're putting out there in the universe and what yes. difference we're making. Yes. So it's really all part of that. And and the other thing that I, as I said, this whole part about surrender and asking is that, you know, there may be a part of this process where you say, you know, I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm really not sure about the energy. I'm not sure about my, I'm not sure about the peace. God, guide me. Help me with this. Yes. So sometimes a surrender may be being confused on one of those stages and letting God help you.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
3: All right. Well, there's just so much more to talk about here. And when we come back, I want to have you really address the whole issue again of your health and people who want to make more money. That's another big issue. And then the single task, Um, we learned so much today about multitasking, and (laughs) what you're talking about is instead of the multitasking, focusing and doing one task at a time. That's right. So we'll talk about that. My guest today is Alan Seal. His new book is Soul, Mission, Life, Vision. Recognize your true gifts and make your mark in the world. His website is alanseal.com, A-L-A-N-S-E-A-L-E.com. And again, his new book is Soul Mission Life Vision. Alan Seal is a leadership, business, and life coach. He's a nationally recognized speaker and educator, interfaith minister, musician, and award-winning author. So if you'd like to call us after the break, folks, we're at uh, 888-335-5204. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
0: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Hello, this
1: is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on
2: Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find
1: out more about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. right here on America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Connecting your world.
0: The Internet's number one talk and information station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for life on your terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com
2: The more we can...
3: And this program is here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. My guest is Alan Seal. His new book is Soul, Mission, Life, Vision, Recognize Your True Gifts, and Make Your Mark in the World. Alan Seal is a leadership business and life coach and nationally recognized speaker and educator, interfaith minister, musician, and award-winning author. You can still call us at 888-335-5204. And Alan, you just said something during the break that I really want you to to mention. Um, we were talking, I was talking to you, you know, off air, but let's take my situation and let's globalize it. Anybody in relationship, parent, child, friend, who's clingy, who's, you know, I want it now, I want to see you now, I want to be with you now, you should be visiting me more, you should be. You know, one of the things we talked about is letting that should have go. And you said that sometimes when you let people go, and in our culture we think, oh, well, if you let them go, you don't care anymore. And you're saying the opposite. If you let them go and you let them be free, they'll come back.
2: Yes, and it's not even... they'll necessarily ever leave <laughs> that I find that in every area of my life as a, with my coaching clients in people who come to workshops in relationships um, and when I t- t- taught singers all the time in New York working with, with singers and they were high powered singers who had huge careers but the, my job was to set them free my job was to work myself out of a job my job is to empower them to yeah. be all that they can be and when yeah. we do that in relationships with one another when we are Constantly setting our partners free, my God, they're never going to leave It's so incredible here mm. because
3: and often you find is when somebody does set you free, you want them back. Yes, because all of a sudden you're not constricted.
2: We all want freedom in our lives. we want the freedom to be who we are, mm. and mm. when you're with someone who gives you that freedom, that's a huge gift mm. mm. And that's one of the greatest gifts you can give to anyone else. Give them their freedom.
3: And that doesn't mean that we're going to run around and have an affair on
2: someone. It has nothing to do with that. Right. It's the freedom of their soul, the freedom to just be who they are.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm. Wonderful. All right, we have a few minutes left. Let's talk about money. How do you make more money when you're not making it?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I think the first thing is to ask what is it that I'm, what's the hole I'm trying to fill with money? because I find that the more people are living their soul living in complete alignment with their soul mission and that their career path or whatever their income source is in, is in complete alignment with their soul mission we haven't talked at all about soul mission and that's a, a little bit of a problem here that it's it's just to understand in short that your soul mission is not a job that you do you nobody was nobody has a soul mission to be a lawyer or a doctor or a mother or a teacher your soul mission is the energy that's flowing underneath that my soul mission for instance is not to be a life coach my soul mission is I liberate and empower Mm -hmm. so my Mm -hmm. sole mission is i help people set themselves Mm -hmm. free and empower them to create the lives they want to create and
3: my mission is that i'm the catalyst and the pollinator with my civil being the bumblebee and i pollinate through the airwaves and what i do is i make things happen by as the catalyst so that so that i can then disseminate the positive information
2: so that when you're living your soul mission, you're, or when you know what your soul mission is, you first of all recognize you can live it in every moment of your life. It's not connected to a particular uh, situation. So that
3: your job may take many forms. I do all different kinds of things, but it exactly. all comes back to that pollination and being a catalyst.
2: Exactly. I find that when people are coming to me and saying, I want to make more money. Now, there's one thing is like if you if you are just really... Uh, you, you're not surviving, <laughs> you know, so that's right. the issue we have to look at. But let's. for most people, they're surviving. It's just they want more. They want more. They want more. Well, what is it, what's the hole you're trying to fill, and is your soul fulfilled? Let's get busy fulfilling your soul. Number one, you won't care so much about how much money there is, and number mm-hmm. two, you're probably going to make more money than you've ever made in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: You know, I said to a friend of mine recently, I said, you know, to me money is freedom. Because I'm allowed to do the things that I really want to do, mm-hmm. whether it's the massages or the trips, and my friend said to me, "You know, I don't have all that money, and I'm free mm-hmm. so now isn't it interesting and that the, I might equate the money with freedom where somebody else may not have as much or have more and not think the same
2: and I find that the freer I get, the more money I make uh,
3: because you're not focused on it
2: i'm not fo- i don't I just don't ever think about is there enough money coming in?" There's always money coming in. It just comes. Mm. Because I'm very busy living my soul. I'm very busy living every single day doing who I know, what I know I'm called to do, and and being who I know I'm called to be. Mm. And when I live fully in alignment with that, the money flows. So for me, the question is, when the money stops flowing, I need to stop and say, ooh, what have you shut off inside Mm. of yourself? Mm. How is it that somehow you're not living in alignment here?
3: Okay, and here's a personal question for you, Alan, because in talking to you today in this interview, I hear such love and compassion. What happens to you when you do get angry or you do get upset, or do you just transmute that and work through it?
2: Um, first of all, it's very rare for me to get angry, um, and that it's not because my life is always perfect, but um, I tend to now be able to live... Seeing the big picture and the close-up view at the same time, so that when things are happening, I usually understand why they're happening. Okay. But when I do get angry, I'm also usually immediately really clear about why I'm angry.
3: What the deeper what, reason
2: is? And it, yes, and what's what's being violated here? Mm-hmm. What's what's about my truth or and what's right. important to me is not being honored here. Right.
3: Okay. All right, we have a couple minutes left. What do you want to leave our readers, listeners with today? If they get one thing out of soul mission and life vision, what do you want them to get?
2: Um, I, I want to have a chance, I hope, to come back and talk to your listeners again about Absolutely. soul mission <laughs> um, so, so that we can uh, tie up some loose ends around that. But the one thing that's always so important for me, for people to get from this work, is the power of choice. You have the power to choose what you want your life to be. Now, does that mean that you can immediately change any situation in your life? Not necessarily, because most situations involve a lot of other people and a lot of, involve various circumstances. But in this instant, you can choose who you wish to be within that situation. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get really clear about who you wish to be within it, the situation will start to change. And so that's, I think, The overriding message that comes from all the work that I do and what's so important to me to help clients and people in workshops and and radio audiences understand is you have the power of choice. Please sit in your soul and exercise that power of your choice to choose very consciously, with intention, who do you want to be in your life? Who are you called to be?
3: Fabulous, Alan. I can't thank you enough for being on this program.
2: Thank you so much. I've had a wonderful time.
3: Thank you. Stay on the line, please. Okay. My guest has been Alan Seal, leadership business and life coach, nationally recognized speaker and educator. Log on to his website, which is A L A N S E A L E dot ecom His new book is Soul Mission, Life Vision, Recognize Your True Gifts and Make Your Mark in the World. Next week we're going to have on Oe Kuzer Small. And he has been a chef for 30 years. He has written a new book, and he's going to give us some stress-free holiday cooking tips and and do a great job with that. So really do tune in next week to Positive Living. Remember that Positive Living is always on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And my website is raskinresources.com, and my book is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. Until next time, folks, I really believe that you can have what you want to have, and I bring you the guests. I'm the pollinator and the catalyst. Uh, who can help you get what you want and need. So stay, stay tuned each week for Positive Living. We always have on terrific people. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day.
2: You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.